Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. And we're here today to talk about a new film called Jojo Rabbit. And Matt is going to tell us about it. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit, your life is calling. Which <laughs> you only get that joke, if, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, <laughs> if you're old like us. Uh, but yeah, Jojo Rabbit is uh, directed by Taika Watiti. I pronounced that correctly. He's also directed uh, some other films called like What We Do in the Shadows, Hunt for the Wilder People, and Thor Ragnarok. And mm-hmm. he's back with this one. This is a World War II satire, and it centers around a 10-year-old boy, the, the titular Jojo. And he is played by Roman Griffin Davis, who I think is a newcomer. I think this is his only mm-hmm. credit. Mm-hmm. And this starts out... If I kind of got the time frame correctly, probably like late summer, early autumn of 1944. So there's less than a year left in World War II. And uh, Jojo goes to uh, like a Hitler youth camp. And he the camp is, is sort of run by a character played by Sam Rockwell. And also is helping him there is Rebel Wilson. Interesting cast here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so... He goes there to be kind of indoctrinated further into the whole the whole Nazi thing, and then things things go kind of awry there, and so he kind of leaves the camp, and then that is when things become, in the movie, in my opinion, becomes uh, interesting, hmm. and that's all I'll tell you about it because um, this is one of the few times where the trailer doesn't ruin the film for you. This is true. And I know we'll talk about who all, you know, who else is in it and stuff like that, but I don't want to give away too much more to the actual plot details because I felt it was kind of nice having things just sort of, you know, um, kind of happen and not knowing what exactly, you know, what was happening for once. You know. Right. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the trailer because I went into this movie with kind of low expectations because I did not like the trailer and we saw it several times and... To me, it just seemed like it was trying too hard to be kind of like a Wes Anderson movie, that some of the imagery just seemed like it was stolen right out of Moonrise Kingdom. And just in the humor that was shown in the trailer, I I did not find it funny. It fell flat with me. So I, I was not, I was already kind of against this movie. Um, but you should never, I guess, judge a movie by his trailer. Um, it's good that the trailer didn't, you know, give away a lot of the details of the plot. Um, but it, it also really um, doesn't really give you the feel for the movie itself. Um, this is a really good movie. Um, you know, the it, you have to tread really carefully when you're making what is mostly a comedy, um, a satire around a serious subject particularly Nazi Germany. I mean, this isn't the first movie to, to do that, but um, I think it, when you do do it, you, you obviously have to be very careful because it could very easily be fall into poor taste territory. And I think this movie manages to um, do a really good job of being funny, but also capturing the drama and, and, and using the humor um, in a way to kind of puncture the ridiculous um, kind of uh, philosophy that the Nazis were perpetuating and that a lot of the 
the people like this young boy were um, trying to believe in and wanting to believe in, but just ultimately not able to believe in. Um, yeah. What did you think? Yeah, no, I, I overall like this movie. Now, I will say that if you don't think that you can find any humor in the subject matter of World War II, in particular um, the Third Reich and Hitler and Nazis and what they thought of Jews and how they treated Jews, um, then this movie is not going to be for you. And I think that's totally fine. Um, you know, people's humor level varies mm-hmm. and what they feel is off limits uh, is also, it also varies. Um, I, I, after I saw the movie, I was reading about, you know, people's kind of thoughts of it online mm-hmm. and somebody, I, I came across a, a, an online semi heated argument about this movie and whether or not it was in good taste or, pat, or poor, poor taste. And someone basically described it, you know, this, well, you know, it's a movie and, and films are art and, and that kind of ended their, their argument for it. And that may or may not end an arg- argument for you. Uh, but, that is something that you you know a lot of things have been put out there in the in the name of art that have offended people right but they've been allowed to exist and uh, be consumed in very you know because because of the fact that they are art and mm-hmm. they don't have to necessarily appeal to everybody and they may not be everybody's cup of tea mm-hmm. um, this movie walks a fine line and i i was never offended by it but there were times when either I didn't laugh when I felt like they were trying to go for a laugh mm-hmm. or I was fairly sure they were going for a laugh and I, I, I just didn't think it was all that funny. Mm-hmm. But there were also times where I did. Mm-hmm. I also think it helped seeing this movie with an audience. You know, we saw this in Chicago. We, actually, we were intending to see uh, Parasite, but the timing didn't mm-hmm. work out. So we saw this one. And um, there's a decent amount of people in the audience. And I think that helped sort of... They were um, sort of our barometer, if I'm using that word correctly, for at least with me as far as like kind of knowing or just sort of seeing what was okay to laugh at, maybe mm-hmm. what wasn't, what landed, what didn't. Um, I was thinking actually about this today, like if I had seen this at home, like if I streamed this when it comes out for streaming or whatever the kids do these days, and was just watching it without a, a, a crowd or an audience what would have been my reaction to it then, you know? Um, but overall, no, I, I, that, all that out of the way, um, I, I, I liked it. Um, it's based on a novel by, uh, Christine Lenins, if I'm pronouncing that right, I'm probably not. Um, and it was uh, adapted, the screenplays by the director, Taika Watiti. And he also has a role in here as an imaginary Adolf Hitler. <clears throat> yeah. The, so Jojo, uh, again, he's 10 and he's, you know, all about the Third Reich, and he uh, is very lonely. He doesn't have a lot of friends. He has like one particular friend, and that's about it. And he kind of, kind of doesn't treat him very well. So he's a bit of a loner, and he has this imaginary friend who happens to be Adolf Hitler in mm-hmm. his mind. And uh, Taika Waititi plays him, and uh, that was an interesting performance. Um, in many ways, it's it, you know, again this is. And I think it's something that has to be kept in mind that this movie is from the perspective of a ten-year-old, mm-hmm. right? So the Adolf Hitler that he has envisioned is oftentimes fairly amiable, um, except as things get as the war goes worse and as 
the Jojo Ostrano goes through his character arc, as I'll call mm-hmm. it, uh, the Hitler becomes angrier, mm-hmm. right? And so it's interesting. You're meant to laugh at him a lot, and I did laugh at that Hitler a lot because he's just ridiculous, right? But um, sometimes he kind of invokes the, the angry Hitler that we see in speeches. And I know, like, the, our audience stopped laughing during those moments, and I was, you know, it's... A, it's that's the Hitler that you reminded, like, oh, wow, this was a, a terrifying man. I mean, it's, you know, 80-some years later, it's one thing to, like, laugh at him, you know? But um, uh, because, you know, he's, you know, you kind of want to, as this movie tries to do, you want to kind of, you know, ridicule them, right, for the, the, the terrible people they were. But these were terrifying people, led by a terrifying man, and they did awful things. And I think this movie actually, for the most part, does a good job um, walking that line between the serious, the dramatic, the comedic, the terrifying, and, and even sometimes a, a laugh or two. Right. Yeah, I, I think the Hitler imaginary friend, going back to that, is probably not my favorite element in the film, although I, I think it was just a little too silly and... Um, it just didn't work for me every time. But I, I do think ultimately it was an interesting way to show this young boy's growth and his, his you know, internal arguments with Nazism and the, the propaganda that he's been kind of fed and what the, the ideas that he has. And then as he's coming to terms with them, mm-hmm. um, he kind of deals with them with his imaginary friend. And that was an interesting way to, to portray that. Um, I should mention, I think the performances in this movie are all really good. The young boy, you mentioned his name. Roman Griffin Davis. Roman Griffin Davis. He's amazing. I mean, I think he, he's in almost every scene. And he's just great. I mean, he's, he's so expressive. And um, he manages to be funny. He has great comic timing for a kid this age. And, but it, I mean, there's also, there's some very, there's some heavy moments here and he manages to, to put a, you know, get across that emotion very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Scarlett Johansson as his mother is also wonderful. Um, it's really good to see her in something other than a Black Widow outfit. <laughs> um, yeah. she's, she's a really, she's really good here. Um, this, this movie also features, um, Thomasin McKenzie, right? Whom we liked a lot last year in um, the movie Leave No Trace. She's excellent here as well. Yeah, she's uh, quite good. Yeah. Quite good. And, I mean, I was super impressed with her in Leave No Trace. And uh, she's super impressed with her in this. Uh, she she's just sort of has a wisdom beyond her years kind of a mm-hmm. um, kind of aura about her. And uh, she's also in the new movie, The King, with Timothy Chalamet, which we haven't seen yet, but we probably should, because yes. it's Timothy Chalamet, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, I agree with you about uh, Roman Griffin Davis. Uh, he's just excellent as Jojo and has to convey, he is like in almost every scene, and has to convey so much. Um, and, and I also want to talk about, I mean, earlier I mentioned Sam Rockwell's in this, uh, and he, I mean, he's a Nazi, mm-hmm. but he's, 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 he's complex, and if you if you see the movie, which I think you should, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about there. 
And, and another thing that I read after I saw this movie was some people were not happy with this film because they were like, oh, so basically what it's trying to say is Nazis were people too. And I don't want this to be construed wrong, but, you know, yes, they were, right? And that doesn't mean that they were good people. It doesn't mean that they were people to be aspired to at all. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't. However, I think perhaps the worst thing that we can do when we look at the evils that are done by humanity is to dehumanize the people who do them. Mm-hmm. Because down that path, I think, is, is, is just folly Mm -hmm. and because these are people these are they they and somewhere along the line things went things went wrong Mm -hmm. and that's not to say that you know we're to blame or anything for what other people do per se but i think that it's it's important to kind of figure out what are people what's going on with people and if and if something's going on with them if we can at all you know, kind of help them in some way mm-hmm. or understand them in some way, maybe and maybe not, but we can prevent them from going down some very dark paths. Um, or, or if, a, 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 you know, at the very least, learn hopefully how not to let it happen again. But very few people, if any, are actually born quote unquote bad, right? They're all people, we're all people, we all have different paths in our lives that lead us to. To different, to different places, and some of them are very dark. Yeah. And even, and, and you know, there's complexity going on, right, with, with everybody. Um, that doesn't excuse anything they do, necessarily, but, um, and, and certainly not every Nazi in this movie is, is, is given that layer of complexity, uh, nor do I think this, they should be. Uh, there's a particularly terrifying Gestapo officer mm-hmm. in this. Um, but no, I mean this movie is is um, it's interesting, and, and, and like I said earlier, I, I think it it walks this fine line for the most part, okay. But it's um, it, it it's it's also it's a movie about the, the kindness that can be in humanity amidst the backdrop of, of horrific things, mm-hmm. and I think that that's actually what has happened. Um, eternally with with humanity is in the midst of horror there are moments and rays of hope and kindness that shine through and that remind us that we are still human sure um i think that's kind of what this movie is about yeah i would agree um yeah i think it does it does a wonderful job um being funny um, poking holes in um, Nazism or, or you know whatever whatever ideology is um, fashionable at the time that leads people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. It's good at showing the absurdity of, of those, and but it's also good at showing human beings um, and their relationships and. It's very, very moving. There's, there's a scene in this movie that made me cry. <laughs> and I think it's, 
one of the most beautiful moments I've seen in a long time in a movie. It starts out very beautiful, but then it, it turns very tragic. And I don't know, I was very moved by it. And um, yeah, so I, I laughed, I cried. I thought it was a really, really, really well done movie. Yeah. And I also mildly wept at this movie as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, um, let me ask you this. So in the trailer, you said you thought it seemed very Wes Anderson. Do you yeah. think that it felt that I, way when there you were watching are, it? Yeah. So it's particularly, I would say, the first quarter of the film. There's definitely things that it's lifting visually from, from Wes Anderson, particularly Moonrise Kingdom. That one just stands mm-hmm. out. Um, but I think ultimately, um, it kind of became a mm-hmm. a film of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely has a different feel and texture, all of its own. So, you know, it's funny. I mean, you, you mentioned the Wes Anderson thing after we saw it, but during the movie, particularly like you said, the first movie, twenty minutes or so, I was feeling like that this seemed kind of familiar, mm-hmm. or, or it looked or felt familiar. Mm-hmm. I couldn't put my finger on it, and then. When you brought up Wes Anderson, I was like, yeah. And, and particularly Moonrise Kingdom. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Um, what do you give this out of 10? I'm going to give it a 9. Wow. I'm a little lower. I'm an 8. Uh, but our score is an 8.5. It is a certified fresh on the tomato meter, 78%. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you.